Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. My name is Doug. And I'm Justin. And joining us this week on the podcast is none Holy other oh my God. than the it's very happening. funny, the very yep. athletic, and the very emotionally mature Matt Lampson. Welcome back. There are children. <laughs> uh, real quick from the Twitch audience, they say A plus shirt for Matt. So you got, you got support. Yes. Oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> For those listening, he's wearing a uh, Zelda shirt. It's got a nice Triforce on it with the wings and, uh, you know, all that other. There's, yeah, it's it's like the Nazi Iron Eagle with the Triforce on top of it. It's it's classic Zelda. Yeah, it's it's the Nazi. Um, yeah, it's the Nazi as a video games. That's uh, that's what everybody knows Zelda as. Um, yeah, sorry, I don't really like to talk about my clothes. Um, <laughs> You guys already saw. <laughs> All right, real quick. What's the one piece of clothing that you're most proud of and the one piece of clothing that you're most ashamed of? Ooh. Wow. Okay. This is kind of a, 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 a I'm answering both questions with one answer. Okay. I own, I own a button down long sleeve collared shirt. It's all black and it's, it can be casual. It can be dressed up and I've had it for years. And so I love it. And it looks great to this day, but if you look really, really closely, it is American Eagle Outfitters, which oh. like is you know, uh, like when's the last time anybody here has gone to American Eagle? I've never you know? gone. Six months. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I might have misunderstood the question. <laughs> The question was, when was the last time you shopped at American Eagle? Maybe, maybe oh, you understood it right. Six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw that yeah. coming. Well, there we, we go. Right into that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so that is the one that you you're most proud of, but at the same time regret. Well, because like, all right, here's the deal. One person made a comment to me one fucking time, and I never let it go. Uh, like, yeah. it's you know, it's a nice it's a nice shirt. Okay, it's a nice shirt. All right. This is why I don't talk about my clothes. I get riled up. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, I, I was out maybe bowling or doing something in the before times. And somebody was like, hey, nice shirt. And they got up nice and close. And they're like, American Eagle. And then they just like kind of walked away. I was like, I was like, fuck you. My mom got this for me. <laughs> and it's nice. And it fits me good. And I feel special in it. Yeah, it's my special boy shirt. My special oh. boy shirt. Also, okay, no, uh, I'll give you a better answer. Um, I, I, I think I, I, 
hold emotional attachment to articles of clothing and the uh, there's this other t-shirt that I have that's like skin tight and it's like more plasticky. It's like one of the Avengers makes you look like you're Thor, sure. yeah. you know, like and I'll, I'll, me and Chris uh, and some other friends will do obstacle horse races and he'll be like Captain America and somebody else will be Iron Man, whatever. And I'm always like Thor and uh, it's people, it gets, um, it gets vastly different reactions person to person. Like two girlfriends ago, she was like, I love when you wear that shirt. And, you know, and then my most recent ex-girlfriend was like, what the fuck are you wearing? You look stupid. <laughs> it's like, oh, is, okay. is there really much, I mean, there's a lot of things that can make you feel bad, but when someone you trust and care about is like, you look stupid, like that just <laughs> cuts to yeah. the bone. There's very few things that uh, really are like, oh boy. It depends yeah. on how they say it though, because like, there are certain people that if they were to comment on an article of clothing, I would like Matt, I would hold on to that and I would never let it go. And I would wrestle with, do I get rid of this article of clothing? Do I wear it? Cause every time I wear it, I'm going to think of that, that I'm going to be self-conscious you spiral. And then there are other people like the Bob's and Hags of the world that if they make fun of me for something, I know I'm on the right track. <laughs> like 100%. I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah. You guys are trying to bust my balls because I look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. some people's opinions you just don't trust. You trust the opposite of what they say. It's like when someone recommends a movie to you, and you're like, yeah, you have bad taste in movies. So if you're going to recommend it to me, I'm not going to see it. And if you say it's shit, I'm probably going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. That happens a That's lot. That's exactly it. Yeah. 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 Well. Justin, are you wearing, are you wearing a Foo Fighters t-shirt? Hell yeah, I am. You lean back a and little this, bit and nothing could be seen. And you're like, cool, we true, believe yeah. you. Oh, that's right. I'm looking at a different camera. Hold on. There. There we go. Oh, yeah. Does that work better? No, uh, nice. Doug, Doug, ask me if I'm wearing Doug, ask me if I'm wearing a Zelda shirt. Hey, are you wearing a Zelda shirt, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It's my boy. That, I did Justin's bit. You did. <laughs> Which, again. For a, for a podcast, no. visual gags sell. <laughs> yeah, guys, check this out. Okay, he did some hand, he did some mime stuff. Mime stuff. It was some. It was incredible. You know jazz hands. That's amazing. oh my gosh. Oh god. I told myself I wasn't gonna get a heart on any of this episode. God. Hey man, you never know with that. What's the oh, weirdest? Man. What's the weirdest? What's the weirdest time you got a boner? Uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're supposed to be the boy I always oh. have. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I thought you were gonna say when anytime you wear your American Eagle shirt. <laughs> oh yeah, because I wear that and nothing else. It's just that shirt. You you Winnie the Pooh it. <laughs> you Donald Duck it. You Donald no, Duck I, it. I, I put my cock through the sleeve and then I take the other sleeve. And... <laughs> you bore at it basically in some way, some way, some form. Except like you know, I, I'm very normal, so like it just goes to about the shoulder. That's about it, you know. <laughs> Well, we have so much to get into tonight, but before we do, a couple, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, first things first, if you guys don't know, check us out on Spotify. We exist there amongst other places, but don't forget to check us out on Spotify. Also, come join our Discord server, our MindGap Discord server. You can find the link on our uh, Twitch page. Uh, come hang out. If you're in the Twitch chat, we'll have 
good old Nightbot will automatically post it and tell you how to get there. Or if you're just curious, you can't find it, send us a message on our any of our social medias. We'll get you invited. We come, we hang out, we talk nerd stuff, we do, we, we organize game nights, video game nights, and things like that. We have a really good time. It's a great community. Come hang out with us. Also, if you don't know, we do a video game stream every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Uh, last Saturday, I broke out the old Diablo 3 with our very own Slotty. We played that for a little bit. I'm thinking this Saturday, I heard someone in our Discord mention uh, playing some... Uh, oh, God, why is the game... It's it's leaving me. I can't think of it. Is Hold it on. It's not called Plymouth Rock. It's called Mysterium. Thank you, Slotty. Yes, Mysterium. Uh, it's it's we're gonna play it on Tabletop Simulator. Hopefully, we'll get some people to show up. I think we will. I think we got some takers. It's a great game of just trying to guess some shit that people are laying down. It's really fun. It's one of my favorite actual board games to play. Justin, you've actually played it with me before, and uh, it's a really yes, good time. I fully remember it too. So I'm looking forward to that. We're also going to be setting up uh, some more Among Us uh, game nights as well as some Jackbox games. So come hang out on the Discord and come hang out this Saturday, 8 p.m. Central, Twitch tv slash mind gap podcast also justin what i mean matt is cool and i'm yeah. so glad he's back but i think he's back for a reason what is it you know what that's a good point thanks for bringing that up seamless transition he is <laughs> the star of the either we haven't decided yet either the season finale or the series finale of the quarantine files episode eight which comes out this coming friday uh, the 28th, I believe. Is that right? 27th? 8th? 28th? 20? No, that's... 27th. 27th. That's what I said. Um, yeah, Matt is going to be uh, closing us out for the season. Um, so check that out on YouTube. Tuesday, they'll post it to the uh, the old tubes of you. What, uh, what was your experience like, Matt, uh, with this? Matt, it, actually, he had a very interesting experience because he got to film two completely different episodes of wow. the Quarantine Files. Is one like a secret episode that gets released if we get enough subscribers? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Sure. Let's, let's make I that a thing no, now. I have no decision making power. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, yeah, well, why not? Um, so uh, the question is, what was my experience? Yeah, what was it like? It was good. Cool. So the 27th, it's Go ahead. I don't know. Um, how much do your listeners actually before I get like, like how you guys are like pretty famous, right? Don't you have like listeners like all over the world? Yeah. I mean, we yeah. got Jared. He's in Australia right now. I'm listening. Australia for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, cool. So we're global. Uh, based on based on our statistics, uh, we actually have gotten a lot of listeners in uh, India. Shocking! So, oh, so we apparently we're blowing up over there. And Sean Connery is huge in India, so that's kind of unfortunate, but also exciting. Yes. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, I don't know how much your listeners are familiar with your Two East Eighth Productions counterpart, Drew, um, but you know just. For those of you listening, Drew and I are like super tight, um, <laughs> it, and he just loves. <laughs> so funny, um, he loves projecting this like bit that we hate each other. 
um it's just like it's so fun to like confuse people and uh so the whole like sketch that we're in or the the, the series or season finale is it kind of bu- it plays around you know us hating each other and him trying to make me look stupid which like come on you, you can't you can't do that too look, cool. look at him you can't do that anyway um <laughs> uh yeah it was it was interesting getting to do two because like the first one uh I, whether or not you guys end up releasing it it was, it was a biopic so yeah. I, I won't say too much more else about that but you know the i, I mean we so. can actually go it because we used uh part of that in another episode in christy Alsip's episode the document i think it was the documentary you guys used two clips then Yes, so we've so that we've repurposed. It wasn't just a wash that we've repurposed that episode. So it was it was a it was a biopic about Sean Connery where we play we casted Matt as a young Sean Connery, but he couldn't do the accent, didn't really know who Sean Connery was, and it was the concept was really funny when we were talking about it, <laughs> writing it out. Then uh, we shot it, and it just it not that there's a lot of stuff grounded with this series, but like, it was just too unbelievable that that would actually be a thing. These producers tried to do. And then Sean ended up dying. So we were like, you know what? We may as well just, maybe we don't. Yeah. (laughs) If you guys Uh, had any artistic integrity, you would have said, fuck that dead man. And you would have just released it anyway, because you're doing art. And art sometimes flies in the face of people and it hurts their feelings, but it makes them feel something. Cause that's what you do as an artist. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, <laughs> we're, still wor- we're still working on getting that sneeze, right? <laughs> Here we go, I think I got it. <laughs> it's just, um, uh, the only reason I ask for that effect is because a, th- a trick that I have taught myself in quarantine is I've taught myself to sneeze out my ass. Um, nice. And I, I like you, it. You know, you're probably, Justin's probably laughing because he probably thinks like, oh, he just means farting. I like, no, I'm serious. Like I, I've taught myself to sneeze out of my ass just to like, you know, when you're in public, even when you have your mask on, it's still like, uncomfortable when you you know like you like have you guys done this where you put your shirt above your mask and cover it still like yeah. just for to make it safer i sneeze out my ass now but that's um, good yeah so it's impressive <laughs> for the record slotty <laughs> said that was less of a sneeze than a hadouken that, that sound effect right. so that's right. pretty close <laughs> uh, i'm glad we're getting to the meat of the the experience of filming for justin uh, <laughs> Uh, the first the first shoot the biopic just like every take justin would like give me like notes or like style choices or like coaching and i just like i guess it didn't feel right and like you know i I was doing my best and i'm like okay this feels good and it just didn't shake out and sometimes that happens and then this last one that we filmed like everything just like flowed really easily and it's just like fit my style of comedy and it was really really fun and um you know it was i think it was just even more well written like the the comedy was just great so I'm, i'm really really pleased with how this one turned out and um, I, I like, I've seen all of them, I think, except for the most recent one. So the last one I saw was the one with Chris in it. And there's what, one more after him. Um, uh, there's two in between. Two more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two more. So I, I, I got to catch up with two of them, but I've liked all of them so far. And, um, I, I'm really pleased with how this one turned out too. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm excited well, to see ex- it. Yeah. We're real excited to, uh, to have that, that launch on or release on Friday. So make sure you guys check that out. Um, 
I you you bring up an interesting uh, what you've learned in quarantine. There's some I I've been meaning to bring this up for a few weeks, and that made me think of it. Is that I have a tendency to talk to myself, like when I'm outside. Do you do you guys talk to yourself at all? I talk to myself yeah. all the time. Yeah, but like not just like internal thoughts, like you talk to yourself, like where your mouth is moving and you're yeah. actually talking out loud. I did okay. today. I was like trying to be like, think of what to say in an email. I just said one word. Most of it was in my head, but I just said one word out loud and my daughter's in my room. She goes, what? I go, what? She goes, you just said that. I go, oh, I, I'm doing work. Like I didn't even realize that I did it. So yeah, all the time. The wearing the mask has been like a gift because you can talk to yourself all day and no one notices. So like I'm out walking Abby and I'm just going through like lines of dialogue that I might want to do, or just, just spouting off nonsense, just talking out loud and no one knows that I'm talking. And it is, I feel like it's going to bite me in the ass when the quarantine's over and we take the masks off because I, I feel like I'm so used to like the protection of like being hidden that I'm just going to be walking around like one of those crazy people in Chicago, just, just, chatting up a storm and people are just going to be watching this crazy this crazy handsome young guy you know walking around downtown dude for sure there's going to be a period of like unraveling or maybe that's the wrong word but like re relearning or readjusting like I, I so i'm in i'm quarantining myself right now and i think i'm trying to do is watch all the harry potter movies just one a day for the next week nice. and uh in the first one when he is going into gringotts bank to get you know, his money so he can buy his stuff. I'm just like, he's, he doesn't have his fucking mask on. Um, and it's just like, that's my instinct now is to right. think that, uh, which is kind of scary. But I think it'll take probably what, like a year to like undo all of that. I, I don't know. I'm not no, I know what you mean. Like it's, 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 I think we had talked about this kind of a few months ago, but the idea of just art in general is going to change. Like you're going to be able to see, movies tv shows whatever photos of a lot of people together and you're gonna be like well that was pre-covid like you could easily tell that like i watch movies where there's just a shit ton of people around each other i'm like ah i, I, I get a little bit of anxiety i'm like no you don't have a mask on there's too many people close together like this right. is really dangerous you shouldn't be doing that and it's just it gives me i have because uh, I think it's also, you know, we'll, you know, we talked about this too, like what art will be created from this, right? What's scary now, you know, versus what it was two years ago, what's scary now is actually people being together, right? As opposed to being like, you know, most horror tropes are like, don't split up. Now it's like, split up or we're going to die. Like th those are the kinds of things that yeah. are more terrifying <laughs> now. Uh, so it, it kind of flips that uh, cultural thing on its head a little bit, which makes it pretty interesting. And, you know, what's comedy look like? You know, what, what how's that stuff shift based on what's happening right now. I think it's, you know, I don't know, without trying to sound insensitive, like it's kind of fascinating just to see how we, should, how that, how our art reflects real life. Dude, totally. I think, I think uh, comedy will, not that it's gone right now or anything, but like, I feel like it's going to come back even better because of like, if you think about this, like when lockdown started and everybody started doing stuff like this in virtual and like, you know, SNL sucked, you know, when they did their Zoom show and like everybody's so trying awesome. to do uh, yeah, right. But like, there are people that are trying to perfect ways to still be very funny with all of the, the um, barriers that we face when you can't like have comedic timing. And, and people are getting better at this part of it. So then people who are honing their craft 
then in a year or two years from now when we can kind of get back onto a stage and and now you have that added element of like timing and physicality and stuff like that i think it's just going to be even better people are going to be like craving it so much like you know was somebody told me this the other day it was like uh the whole like roaring 20s in the 1920s there was the spanish flu and then everything was so like society was flourishing because they came back from it i'm like really really hoping that that happens <laughs> that would be so <laughs> That would yeah, be nice. And, and going along with that is people just are surprisingly innovative when it comes to this sort of stuff. Like just what people are able to do in the absence of the normal way of doing things. And not only that, on the other side of it, the things that I'm always looking for is the way that we break down barriers. You know, there's like this path that you had to be on to perform before, right? You had to be on a stage. You had to go to this place or that place. And you had to put log in your time there. Well, now it's like those places are closed, but funny people still exist. And in fact, funny people are being noticed. Like, I don't know if you follow Sarah Cooper at all on Twitter, but she is the uh, woman who has been basically just been doing uh, lip syncs to Trump uh, oh, stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has her own show now because she was doing those and she just did them so well that it just picked wow. up steam. It's like people are finding ways to communicate and to get their content out there where it's like, oh, like Twitch, for example, has obviously boomed in the pandemic because people are home. I mean, th this is, it's helped our show in a sense of like, oh, we can up our production value. Uh, we could have lots of guests because they don't have to physically be in the room with us. Um, right. You know, it's it's kind of opened up the, the doors a little bit to what we can do as a, as a possibility as well. So I, I'm, I'm constantly impressed by what people are able to come up with. And also just I, anytime we can sort of take a shot at the establishment and we realize that a lot of things were there just because they were there, they're not needed. That always gives me a little bit of like pleasure just to see that be like, yeah, you guys were just a barrier and we didn't need you. And now we can forge our new way somewhere else where we'll then create more barriers uh, in that new path. And then we'll hopefully find a way to get around those. Dude, I mean, it's true. Like people are adaptable and, you know, like this is such a, a hardcore quote, but, you know, some like, you know, 18th century author, it, this is their phrase. And it kind of like holds true, I think, in a way where it's like good times breed soft men, soft men breed bad times bad times breed uh hard men hard men bring good times and it's like this you know cycle and i feel like right now we're in the bad times mm -hmm. and um so we're all getting hard and hell yeah. um yeah <laughs> hell yeah motherfucker. Yes! yeah motherfucker. there it is there it is uh i you. think it's, it's super cool though <laughs> Oh, so good. <laughs> but I, no, I think that's super true. Like I that's it 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 whatever you're going through, the thing that follows is always kind of I feel like counter because the pendulum has yeah. to swing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. I I've heard that, you know, a couple of non-experts uh, just sort of pontificate about the state of things but they're like, "When was the last time like us?" Uh, yeah, we're one of the, we're we fall in that category. Uh, but the uh, the idea that when was the last time we as a civilization really faced something really hard, or even more specifically the U.S. What was the last really hard thing we faced? I mean, in our country, was it the the Great Depression? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's been difficult things. I'm not minimizing any sort of racial injustice or poverty or things like that. But as a collective, like holy shit, this is going down situation. Yeah. 
I mean, that was what? Uh, coming up on almost 100 years ago? I mean, and even then, let's, I don't know, move it. Let's give it an extra 20 years. Okay, 60 to 80 years. Like, we've had it relatively smooth for a long time. So when I hear that quote of like, you know, you know, good times bring soft people, like, I kind of get that. We get accustomed to things like, oh, my internet went out. Yeah. I can't watch my shows. Like when I was in the middle of a call with my boss a week or two ago in middle of the day, Comcast goes, uh, we're just going to shut off the internet and do routine maintenance. I was like, what the fuck? Right. I'm trying to work. What are you right. doing? My day is fucked. Or I think, you know, the idea of losing my internet gives me anxiety because I'm like, I can't play games. I can't stream. I can't do anything. What am I supposed to do? And, you know, the idea of like, you know, that is what's most important to me in that moment. It's pretty sad. Right. Yeah, like we definitely had it good. <laughs> oh, hey, you guys want to guess my uh, blood oxygen level? Yes. <laughs> Here we go. A hundred. That's a really... Uh, uh, 40. That's... Hold on. That, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know what a good no, measure is. It's hundred. It's oh, hundred. Uh, no. So like really good would be like ninety seven or ninety eight. I think. Yeah. Um, Forty. Hundred. I'm sitting at. I'm sitting at ninety seven. Ah, oh, so close. I guess Price I'm having. Right a, rules. I'm having a really good time. So my heart rate is jacked the fuck up. What do you guys think my heart rate's at? Uh, one forty over eighty. No, we're looking 71, 72. That's right. Yeah, I have a resting heart rate of. 10. Uh, <laughs> You're dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> the craziest shit can be happening, but your hand is still yeah. steady. <laughs> this man's a sniper. I would, love, I would love to go on a fucking audition for like a talent agency and do that, but just be shaky as fuck. Man. <laughs> My hand is still. <laughs> And then like, he's, perfect for doctor, <laughs> he's perfect for Doctor Strange. He's, he's like, ah. Literally just watched that before I came up here. Oh, uh, <laughs> but, you know, speaking of Comcast, uh, did you know, did you know that Comcast just today, or at least it was trending today, announced that they're going to cap all of their customers' internet usage at 1.2 terabytes per month. So if you read the article... It said in the Northeast and that there's already a bunch of caps on other people. I have a cap of that amount. Right. Wow. So you're, so it's not everybody. Everybody's getting it. People already have it. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. And now they're getting everybody. That's what I'm talking about. See, Matt gets it. That's math. Just, yeah. <laughs> no, I did. I fart out my nose. <laughs> Guys, he ran I, into, I don't want, he ran into a door the other day. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. And He's now having and, some trouble. And now, and now it's switched. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, think, uh, I think the concern with that too, is just because uh, that already existed again, it already existed for me. And now with the pandemic to sort of like add to that, and to yeah. you know not i mean they do give you a courtesy month of going over without charging you they let you know that you'll get one freebie everyone gets one everybody gets one and then they right charge now. you which um you know uh i it's no secret i don't like comcast i super mega loathe them and um i think what i dislike the most is that i don't have any options 
I have to go with them. And that's the part that sucks because they know you have to go with them. And because they know that, they don't try very hard. They do whatever the fuck that they want. They can have shitty customer service. They can just be shitty. They can be bad. And it doesn't matter because what are you going to do? You got to go right back to them. And that's what I don't like. That is the core piece of that piece of shit company known as Comcast. <laughs> Matt, Matt is doing the, yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. the, the beatnik snapping. Yes. Um, was, that a cow? was that a cow? <laughs> <laughs> it was a very, very, very soft Peter Griffin saying. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Yeah, I've had multiple experiences with Comcast where they've just been the absolute just piece of shit. Like, just nonsense after nonsense after nonsense i'm like it's and i think for me it's just the idea that there's no justice with 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 this sort of stuff because i don't have a choice i have to go with them there's nothing else in my area i have to use them i'm like that sucks really there's no other providers no other providers like it's just it's what i have to roll with so wow justin Um, oh wow! No, that well, I mean it does. It it sucked. That's that's why they got rules about monopolies, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of that's good why that's that game going. sucks. Yeah, the game the game fucking blows. It does blow. So what's the what's the first topic? What's the first topic of the show? <laughs> <laughs> now that I've gotten that off my chest, cool. What are we talking about? Hey! I really really wanted to get that in there before. <laughs> Before yeah. we got too far. Hey, down we'd already mentioned hole. Comcast and stuff. It just naturally felt good to just sort of slip that in like, there. Can we slam large corporations? I fucking hating Nabisco, man. <laughs> Nestle, yeah, man. Nestle is buying up all the fucking water. They're buying it all up, man. It's a water race, and they're winning. Oh, do you guys hear something about like Coors, Spike Seltzers are saving rivers? Have you heard about this? No. No. Okay, get somebody on the computer, okay? Because I saw it somewhere. You guys have people, right? I heard you guys say something about like a very. What is this, Coors, Coors uh, Seltzer? Kevin, we have Kevin. Kevin the intern. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want Kevin on this. I want oh, no, not Scotty Kevin. Slotty or Sammy or whoever else. Oh, Slotty. No. Slotty! Yeah. Slotty, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Coors Seltzer is on a mission to save America's rivers. New seltzer brand committing to restore 1 billion gallons of water in the next year alone and will kick off its mission by making America's seltzer craze water neutral, footing the bill on 175,000 12-packs to restore the volume of seltzer consumed this summer. Yeah. So, next topic. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on! Happy Happy Thanksgiving, everybody! Happy Thanksgiving! It's the Thanksgiving oh, yeah. episode. Did it's you like the worst the worst guest ever? Just like totally no. just trying to like the job. Hey, All you right. got an agenda? We're here to meet that agenda. We got you. Thanksgiving. Hey, <laughs> are you Matt, sitting down with Matt, your family? Like, I didn't study for Comcast. I studied for Thanksgiving. All right. <laughs> oh no, I didn't study for anything. I was just trying to skip the. Th- it's like you know. Um, you sent me an email with a bunch of links, and I said I'm gonna go on. Not uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pornhub.com. Here I come. Yeah, man. 
Porn's not going to watch itself, you know? That's right. Um, um, so all of you there, are you sitting down with your family? Are you having some food? Are you sharing some turkey? Maybe a little bit of mashed potatoes? Are you saying, man, this is must be what the pilgrims and the Native Americans did way back in 1600? Go fuck yourself. Because you know what? It's a lie. It's a myth. It ain't true. Justin, <laughs> lay the truth on him. Yeah. There's a lot of raping and pillaging. And happy Thanksgiving. You know, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's come I, to... I don't, there's a, I'll say this. There's a, When you say lay the truth on him, there's a very long article that we came with. I don't know what part of the truth you want me to, it's <laughs> to a myth. lay on him. What's the myth, yes. Justin? What's the Thanksgiving the myth? myth? The myth is that they all landed on Plymouth Rock and then there was a table that was laid out and there was a cornucopia on the table and the pilgrims came off. And... Yes, exactly. They played cornhole. People came over from Ohio, uh, you know, and uh, they watched the Ohio State game that day and they had a good time. That sounds fun. I like this yeah. history. It was, that's how... <laughs> That's how I teach history when I teach children. <laughs> uh, um, Wait, you're a, you're a Zoom bomber, but you just jump in on like like you just jump in on like school like classes that are history class. Yeah, shut yeah. the hell up. Whatever your teacher was telling you, this was how Thanksgiving started. Eighth grade social uh, studies. That's what like, I do, sir. It's April. Yeah, well, you're gonna learn about Thanksgiving today. Fuck Armor oh, yeah. Day. <laughs> Look here, you dodgy cunt. You're listening to Thanksgiving. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, that, that's the myth is that everyone for those who, you know, are not listening from the States that, uh, you know, pilgrims came over from, uh, Europe. They landed at Plymouth rock. They walked off with pre-baked turkeys and hams. They laid that on the table. Native Americans came up and they brought corn and everyone sat down and went, Oh, this is lovely. Not what happened. Wait, people believe that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh Yeah. I mean, oh, the- I don't know. Do you have any re- recollection of, of what you were taught in high school? Because I distinctly remember in second grade, make uh, half the class making little pilgrim hats out of construction paper and the other half making Native American, like, headdresses and, and, and feathers. And we all hung out in class and we're like, we're together. Happy Thanksgiving. And it's like, that shit didn't happen. Wow. I don't know why I feel like I was taught the truth or, like, uh, I don't know if it w- my memory is just like being a kid. They're like, yeah, you know, people came over and they brought disease. Okay. Um, so people died uh, and there was fighting, but it was okay. But then they had dinner and the native Americans showed us, they showed us how to make corn. And uh, that was like the big takeaway. It's like, Oh, we got corn. <laughs> well, at least you got the first part of it, which was like, there was fighting and disease. Cause that's a huge part of it. Like I was just told, the pilgrims came over because they couldn't practice their religion. People were being real dickholes. And they came real. over and they were like, hey, we're here. And then uh, the Native Americans were like, we feel bad for them. They don't know how to fend for themselves. So we're going to bring them corn. And then they got along. It's just, you know, interesting thing from this article, too, was that um, Thanksgiving wasn't celebrated until 1863. That was like when it was first launched. It's, uh, you know, version 1.0 of Thanksgiving. And it wasn't universally received by everyone. The South uh, didn't celebrate it for many decades after the fact. So it's a relatively recent 
holiday and uh it's it's definitely been one of those things where it's just like a lot of that sort of history just sort of kind of gets like ah it's been 200 years no one remembers that we killed him off both intentionally and non-intentionally unintentionally that's the word yeah yeah i uh <laughs> i I agree with you, man. I, I, we did. I was uh, dramatizing what we were taught a, a, a little bit. We definitely had it. Um, it was, it was a much more sanitized version of what actually happened that we were taught in school. Like it, we didn't get taught the, the full horror that we wrought on the native people of this land. Um, did they put? But like, like, I, rather than rather than say like they brought disease, they're like, okay, like we brought the germs from over here and they brought right <laughs> yeah exactly like well we didn't get along but you know we found ways to kind of collaborate and they taught us how to farm and we taught them about i don't know technology i don't know what they did <laughs> yeah, I know, guns right. here's guns we're europeans yeah. um but like it was it was a much more symbiotic uh uh lesson that we were taught than what actually happened and it as we were prepping this and thinking about it like I, I was thinking back to earlier this year when there were calls for um teaching like uh teaching the like the realities of what slavery was and um again like not not whitewashing the uh the history of this country and it just amazes me that we're still teaching these myths and like this myth of Thanksgiving and the myth of, and you're doing this cute art projects. And I don't think we should take, you know, kindergartners and <laughs> explain to them the full horrors of what happened by any stretch of the imagination. But it just, it's in, it's interesting that people still glom on to the romanticized version of it, you know? Dude, really fucking nice use of glom. Uh, <laughs> Anytime I can slip that into conversation, it makes me sound smart. Yeah, I I'm just such a fan of good vocab. I'm really impressed with you right now. Um, here's a myth uh, uh, that I used to spread um, about Thanksgiving. So there's stand-up comedy because that form of it uh, I'm very bad at. And when I tried it out for like two years right out of school, I one of the first jokes I ever told was like, you know why? Americans are obese because yeah. uh, we met the Native Americans. They showed us corn, and uh, you know, we, sh we we shit all that corn out, and we thought, oh, it came to this new land. All our food goes right through us. And then I would wait for uh, the applause, and, uh, and then it never came, and I was like, just wait longer. And then so my five-minute stand-up set turned into 30 seconds of that and then four and a half minutes of just waiting for <laughs> to laugh at that joke. Um. So yeah, there's a reason I don't do stand up. <laughs> hey man, I'll give you this much: you've done more stand up than I have. Uh, I don't have the courage to do that, nor the desire. So kudos to you, sir. You gave it a shot. See, but you you would be looked at then now as one of the alt comedians, yeah, who oh. like tells one shitty punchline and then does four and a half minutes of uncomfortable just <laughs> eye contact yeah. with the audience. Yeah, yeah, you guys get it. <laughs> Finally, my people, you understand my my sensibilities. You get it. Have you guys ever? You guys ever? Yeah, just like breathing into the mic. <laughs> yeah, think on it. <laughs> yes, because they think that if they just eat stuff, it's just gonna. You guys understand that 
<laughs> Corn is uh, in the poop when it comes out, right? Yeah. You want to see? You want to see something? Whoa! There's Say corn in there. <laughs> so this stand-up special. Uh, Dave Chappelle got weird. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah, I just stole that from Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's, it's funny. Jared says, "Isn't the real meaning of Thanksgiving trampling others to get a good bargain on a flat-screen TV?" <laughs> now that is what it's all about. <laughs> yes. Have you guys ever participated in Black Friday? No. Never? I've done it once, and it was horrendous. I was, I, I think it was two years ago. I was at uh, doing Thanksgiving at my parents' house over in Missouri, which is also why I probably got that very whitewashed education about uh, the pilgrims and the Native Americans, because Missouri, they're special. Um, but I remember I was, I just was going and picking up a last, a couple last minute things at Walmart, uh, last minute supplies. And it was, uh, either early on Thanksgiving day or whatever the day before, whatever it was. And already they were like, I got to see like it sort of being the black Friday being produced. There was these areas where they had giant pallets of stuff and it was like all saran wrapped together. And it was like this doesn't go on sale until X time. And there's just stuff all throughout. They were roping off certain areas and there were already people waiting like to get these deals. And I'm sitting there going like, I, I just don't give a shit. Like I, why would you wait all night to, right. to, to get a TV for $500? Like it, it, it just, this is the same feeling I get when I go to Costco. Like, uh, there's just this sense of like I'm getting a deal and people are just like ravenous in the way that they go about it because people love a deal you know and they're just like ah, ah, and they're just they're like animals they're fucking animals I, I leave Costco angry every time because people don't understand how to walk and maneuver in a store once they get into Costco everything's bigger you got bigger aisles you got bigger stuff that you can buy there's deals but they just aimlessly veer and wander and there's just this sense of like I gotta get all the good deals or they're not gonna be here tomorrow I'm like man I'm just trying to get a pound of Cheerios get the fuck out of the way you know dude it'd be, it'd be way better if it was like every single person had a story like in Jingle All the Way, how uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is specifically trying to get Turbo Man for his son. And like, it's like, that's so personal to him. And like, if every single person that lined up for Black Friday, like had a story like that, but it's not, it's just like, you know, I want to get shit for cheap. And I bet you a lot of people take it and resell it on Amazon or whatever. But like, you know, I would, I would be able to get behind it if like, it's the type of person who is camping out because their sick daughter wants this you know, like my little pony collectible limited release, but you know, how many of those cases exist? I don't know. No, that's a fair point. That that could exist. That could exist. But for I the would, most part, it's just a bunch of assholes, yeah. <laughs> I would love to take uh like a, a small little film crew and just walk down the people waiting outside and ask all of them, What's your what's your jingle all the way story? Why are you here? What's your jingle all the way story? That's yeah, that's the hashtag. <laughs> Hi, I'm Justin Strandlin, and I'm here interviewing our Black Friday shoppers. You, sir, what are you here for? Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. No, I, I, I think to me, there's there's little more, like, there's, I don't know if there's a whole lot more unattractive 
look than someone that is just like salivating over a deal you know like just that is such a gross thing for me that people are like i gotta get this deal you know yeah so, so bargain shoppers to a certain extent because here's the thing there's a fine line between being thrifty and frugal and being like i'm gonna buy this just because it's a deal because I look at people that are thriftier, like, I want to get this and I need this, but I'm going to get a good price for it versus, hey, this is, if I buy five of these, I get $2 off. It's like, yeah, but that's mustard. Do you need five bottles of mustard? They're like, but I get $2 off if I get five of them. It's like, we don't need five. It's like, but I get $2 off. It's like, Jesus Christ. It's like, you can see, we don't need that much mustard. So just because I'm watching the Harry Potter series right now, uh, that you're, I, I imagine what your Bogart would be. And if you don't know what a, a, a Bogart or a Bogart is. I know, know what a what Bogart is. is. For, just for people listening, a Bogart is like a, a, a creature that lives in a box. And when you open the box, it takes the form of the thing that you fear the most in life. And for Doug, it would just be uh, Howie Mendel from Deal or No Deal. <laughs> uh like going around a department <laughs> store just like looking at things being like you know inspecting the tags and he's got like a button with the, the deal note but he's like it's a deal or no and he's just going up and down the aisles uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, I think, I, I think my bogger would be conflict that's probably what it would be just conflict it's so oh, coming wow. out hey doug uh i need to talk to you about this uh ah! this issue we had at work i'd be like ah ridiculous you know <laughs> oh you knew the, you knew the counter curse That's i do great. i absolutely uh, do yeah that's great we've, we've had oh. uh oh go ahead matt please this is a very stupid thought uh and obviously doug it sounds like you're very familiar with harry potter justin have you seen all the movies or, or oh the yeah books? so in the very first movie uh hagrid you know buys this dragon's egg because somebody sells it to him to get him drunk and uncover the secrets about fluffy right and uh the kids are going to talk to hagrid at one point in his hut and hagrid's sitting outside playing the flute and he's playing the harry potter theme song <laughs> i never noticed that, that. <laughs> i was like this motherfucker it's like it's so meta it's just like could you imagine if like darth vader is like walking down there's stormtroopers and some stormtroopers just shredding yeah like fucking like i would love to see that happen in more movies it was very right. like if they walked into the cantina and that band was just playing the actual star wars theme yeah i thought oh, you could, i thought yeah. you were say the cantina song i'm like no that's kind of the point of what they were doing is they're, yeah. they're playing the cantina right, no, song but like it's in the movie so they would be playing it it'd be weird right right yeah it's like you right. know it's the thing you know hey can i get can i get some blue milk <laughs> like whoa that's a very yeah just very uh proud and noble song that you're playing there for a cantina a bunch of yeah, undesirables but there's, a milk. but there's aliens grinding to it <laughs> it's the disco version of it <laughs> it may as well be like versace on the floor by bruno right? mars just yeah. like just pure sex yeah oh my god yeah oh it's so good so um, good. We we have had in the chat on Twitch, we've had a, a three or four different people demand this. So, Doug, you were saying that you hate Costco and people who are horny for deals, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. <laughs> 
I think I'm on like a three or four, three or four episode uh, streak with that. You're on a streak, man. Yeah. And the thing is, I've taken my finger off the button. It's the the Twitch audience demands it now. Yeah. I mean, early on, Jared was like, "Play the song." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Catchy. Yeah. Yeah. We've had multiple people request that as like a ringtone. (laughs) What? What? Do you? Uh oh, I think I'm losing you, Matt. Yeah. I... Oh, I'm here. There we go. There you are. Okay. I'm here. Ask I'm here. it again. Uh, I'll say, what do you, what do you like? Oh man, I mean, <laughs> great question. I like a good story. The list, is, the list is shorter for sure. I like a good story. Love a good story, right? I like video games. I like. Food. Unless unless it's a story about someone going to Costco and getting a good deal, then yeah. no. That's not a good story. That's dog shit. It's a dog shit story. Uh, <laughs> I like the Avengers. Uh, I like Neil Gaiman. I like the Wait, Sandman. I want to pause you real quick. I just wish that however, I don't know how much longer we have, like half hour, 45, an hour. It's just... It's just Doug listing things for 45 minutes. It's like that, uh, you know, bit from uh, Forrest Gump. You know, just in that same tone, oh, I'm just yeah. listing all the things that I like, all the different things. No, but in Forrest Gump, they like cut away and cut back. But for right, we just, we let you go. We commit to the bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. You yeah, just see me leave frame and then I come in through Matt's door and we go and hang out for a while. And You're then, like, yeah. 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 It's like, yeah, yeah we're yeah. out. We're done here. <laughs> Yeah, oh my that's a God. fair question. I get very passionate. Like I have these v- very big flare-ups of things that just really they get to me, and I mm. feel like this is my therapy. I get to talk about them that's because good. yeah, that's good, right? Because that's what people want to hear is some bald nice. white guy complain about the things he doesn't like. Let know? me tell you what's my stuff. Yeah, uh, <laughs> people say that. Yeah, that's <laughs> they do. It's totally something uh, that they say let me and tell do. You what's my stuff? Let me tell you what my <laughs> stuff is. You piece of shit. Um, Can you? <laughs> So we've got this Thanksgiving myth. It's propagated throughout our culture. Uh, we keep, you know, we, the collective, we keep it going. Um, why do you think this cheerful myth lives on? Like, what is it about it that like people are like, oh yeah, this is something that, you know, I, I mean, we've all, we all heard some version of this. Mine was a little more cheery than your guys's, but still it existed to some degree. It's like, hey, the pilgrims and the Native Americans they were buddies and uh thanksgiving yada yada why do you think that still exists or keeps the story keeps being told because missouri still exists it's true like the people the people who believe that the earth is flat still believe that you know people who uh you know uh let's get fucking political the people who uh you know, paid bail for Kyle Rittenhouse claiming he was self-defense you know why does any of that exist okay like i can i can abide a fucking six-year-old thinking that native americans and the pilgrims you know had a dinner time uh but you know eventually they've got to move to the big city and see the world for what it is uh i don't know um, <laughs> no that's fair i mean it, it, part of it is just like it becomes a truth right that's just that, that's you just assume that it's true because that was so long ago you're like yeah this is a tradition we do today and on paper Thanksgiving makes sense. I think it's it's it, it makes sense in 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 concept of we're gonna take a day, we're gonna have a meal together, and we're gonna celebrate you know each other and our gratitude uh, for things that we have and people that we have in our life. Like it's a it's a really beautiful concept. It's been yeah. bastardized to the point where it's like 
How much do you think you can eat? How much of that stuffing do you think you could stuff inside me? You know, it turns into this thing, this new thing that, you know, gets propagated and then turns into something that you find on Pornhub, you know, where it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Welcome to the 2020 gravy games, you know, on Pornhub, you know, and mm. it just gets. I don't like the sound of that. You're going to like the way it looks. I'll tell you that much. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, fuck me, slutty. Here we go. <laughs> Wait, is that did that say, did that say slutty or? <laughs> Good question. Good question. Is, we don't know. Wait, wait, can you hit it again? Uh, uh, fuck me, slutty. So who who's your who's your computer guy's name? Slutty. <laughs> so that's that's our Jared, our guy from Australia, saying, "Ah, fuck me, slutty." But he said it in such a come hither way. Yeah. His delivery had, of it is yeah. very questionable. What is Slotty? It's a short for his screen name, which is Slotty Bartfast. S L A T I, Slotty Bartfast. Oh. Which I is, still, I think, from yeah. the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Correct. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. great. Yes. Ah, this is fun. We did it! <laughs> Yay! Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I think I think the myth the myths persist because for the same reason that you know again for the same reason that history has been uh, morphed and whitewashed as far as like slavery goes and civil rights and, and women's rights and all the other all the other atrocities that have happened uh, it, it kind of just gets uh, it, it gets that marketing PR spin put on it. And traditions hold fast and, you know, white people have ruled for so, so long that we just tell the story like we want to hear it. And I think people are so tradition bound in this country. They, they love the traditions and it's real hard to let go of that and actually hear something other than what you know to be true. Like if you hear a fact or a piece of truth that runs counter to what you assume to be true, like immediately you you go into this rage mode and you're like false nope no no not my truth and that's how we are where we are today with fake news what traditions do you guys have or have you had within your families that you still carry on or are there traditions that you're like yeah i'm not doing that anymore oh man hmm. uh christmas time is the absolute uh it's it's a uh, part of me it's a magical time for me because, you know, growing up, I, you know, I was an only child. And so I was showered with gifts and, you know, made to like my parents forced me to believe in Santa Claus, like as long as humanly possible. Forced you. you know, uh, dude, I want to say forced. I want to say they, they, they perpetuated the illusion. Like, you know, the Truman show, right? Like yeah. they did their fucking best to like, you know, uh, dispute any evidence to the contrary. Um, you know, even in like sixth grade, they would still have like an uncle of mine. You're, you're, you're like 11 in sixth wow. grade, you know? Um, I had, uh, I had an uncle, you know, call the house with a voice modulator and be like, I just flew by your window and saw your baseball trophy. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's you horrifying. Know? If you yeah. think about that from like a very like literal standpoint, they had someone that's what that's what murderers do serial killers do like they'll, no, they'll like, call up and voice change 
but it was my my mom would hand me the phone and be like it's santa for you you know uh, so i'd be like oh great i just a person i trust telling me that but you know i so here we're saying but like right they, they you know either way it was just like this magic thing for very long and then also we had these family traditions of uh, as i got older we did white elephant which i think mm -hmm. a lot of families do that differently but we specifically did tacky gifts like per, like you would try yeah. to find the, okay that's i guess that's what it is so absolutely um, yeah we would try to find the things that were just absolute garbage and vote on the worst thing and then that was so much fun because my family on my dad's side would get involved and they were drunken and, and rowdy and every <laughs> single year we would get my uncle earl antique cheese boards um and he 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 was an antique dealer and so he hated these things so much um he he would take them into our garage and get my dad's like axe and like destroy them uh, that's how that's what came up in your in your sketch you pulled that from real life okay dude, the, the, oh the whole the whole sketch i wrote all of that was based on my life none of that was that. written yeah. um so we so doug we i don't know if you saw it, but we did a sketch called the lampson family christmas on one of our chris and matt shows forever ago and mm -hmm. it didn't really it didn't really land because i think people were just like what what is happening but i just <laughs> you know I, I basically just wanted to portray exactly what my christmas experience was. amazing <laughs> if you want to see it it's up on youtube just search the chris and matt show and you can find the lampson family christmas nice yeah. that's so yeah. cool so so we, christmas is so there was a lot of great traditions is that still today does that exist for you like so it's been christmas? a while um you know as we've gotten older you know i'm 30 now and all of my cousins on that side are older than me so the you know, the oldest cousin you know is married and has two kids and they have a house out in pittsburgh so it's, it's hard to get everybody back together we were gonna do like a reunion this year and then that's just looking more and more bleak um but yeah, you know, we the very at the very least the the few family members that we can get together, we do uh, Chinese food on Christmas Eve because uh, half of the family is Jewish, and that's just like a Jewish tradition is to do Chinese food on Christmas, um, and we just get really really drunk and there's like arm wrestling matches. I don't know how that started. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, you know, uh, and of course, I've as of two years ago, finally have been able to talk my family out of ordering Chinese food in a racist Chinese accent. Uh, up until about like a couple years ago, they would get drunk and call and do the voice, like asking for, you know, I'm not gonna do it. Uh, but yeah, as of two years ago, I've been able to <laughs> get them to stop. So there's a something... tradition, yeah. there's a holdover <laughs> tradition that you're super glad you got, you were able to help break. Don't worry, I'll, I'll yeah. do it for you. Here, here's the accent. Hello! I'd like to order some chow mein. <laughs> Is that what they did? I wish. <laughs> As Matt starts tearing up. I He's wish. like, thing was, they did a racist Santa voice. That's what they did. <laughs> Wait, 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 what's racist Santa? Because he's white. Where does he come from? Is he oh, white? he does. Santa does a racist voice. So he tries oh. to order as a Chinese person, as oh, Santa. Oh, wow. There's so a meta. Two yeah. layers, baby. Two layers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just imagine per per pervy Santa calls up. Uh, yeah, hi. You want to place an order for the welcome garden? Have you been naughty or nice? Um... Okay, pick up our delivery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Santa has okay. needs, baby. You naughty or nice. You know, he's just, <laughs> he's got to get taken care of too, you know? 
Right. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's that's my awesome, crazy, weird family. Um, what about you guys? We uh, we for a, a while we did a similar with my extended side of my dad's family. We used to do like a, a tacky white elephant thing, but then there was an element of stealing or trading. So you could either oh, yeah. pick a new present or you could take someone else's and they had to, and there was always a few nice presents in there and a few real stinkers. And so it was, it was this real like manipulation game. And then families would get like subsections of families would get involved. So like my aunt and my dad would team up. And like, if someone stole something from my dad, my aunt would steal it back and then he could grab it from her. Like it was very house of cards, very fucking weird. Um, and eventually that side of the family kind of same thing. Like it started getting so big and it was almost, we were forced to, to kind of fraction off and have, smaller pods that started to create their own traditions because after a while it just gets unruly you know like some of your cousins will have four kids themselves and then those kids grow up and it just it gets way too much uh the other the other tradition that i always i thought was hysterical and i i still love we don't i think some of the family still does it we don't typically uh attend anymore but for the fourth of july uh one of my uh, aunts or uncles uh, had a big house in the Quad Cities and they would host the the whole family. Then we would do fireworks at night and someone went across the border and got illegals. Uh, but we would do a, a Mexican food buffet on the 4th of July, which I always thought was hysterical for some reason, like yeah. tacos and homemade salsa and enchiladas and people would bring, <laughs> none of us are of uh, Mexican heritage, but like everyone brought like their favorite recipe Mexican. It was the weirdest thing, but I always Great. thought that was a fun tradition. It sounds awesome. It was amazing. That's Doug, cool, what about man. you, man? I honestly don't think I can't really remember a whole lot of traditions. I don't do a whole lot of traditions now. Nothing that I can think of. Uh, I mean, we had just basic stuff like growing up, like Christmas Eve was we get to open one present and we'd have oh. a meal and, whatever and it was you know that sort of stuff i don't i don't recall a whole lot of like really noteworthy traditions or stuff that we did um yeah nothing there were there were a couple weird things that like dissipated or you know over the years it just kind of stopped showing up but there was one where like it was like december 8th or i think it's like you know saint nicholas's day or whatever you would like put your shoes outside and then the next day they'd be filled with candy or something like what the I remember fuck hearing fuck that made that up? you know um and uh there was another one where we had an ornament for a christmas tree that was just like a pickle and you would like some somebody would like hide it in the tree and the first kid to like find the pickle would get like an extra present um who the fucking comes up with it you know? we've like, talked about hide the pickle we've already talked about that the Christmas pickle. Christmas pickle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Years ago, I think in year one, when we were doing this, Justin was talking. He's like, "You familiar with the Christmas pickle?" I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" And we do this. He thought I was leading into something very different. Yeah, and it was like, but then we did this awesome like German accent. We were pretending, you know, about hiding the pickle, but there because, pickle. but because it was German, there really wasn't a pickle. 
And they're like, you cannot open your Christmas presents until you find the pickle. And they can't find it. Like, go to bed. You know, like that was it because there was no pickle. So as dad sits back and eats a pickle sandwich, they'll never just find. So, so good. Yeah. Oh my god. It was amazing. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why. I just imagine in place of the pickle, there's just a cup of hot black coffee inside the tree. <laughs> Some kid accidentally just spills on his head. Ow! Stay That's away from happened. the tree! Oh, Klaus gets to open the first present. He burns his hands on the coffee. You get the booby prize. <laughs> you see, when you fly too close to the pickle. <laughs> he starts oh, like dude, just telling the story of Prometheus for some reason. Like he's like, he flew to no uh, Icarus. My bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does both because they both mean like, a oh, lot no, to him. Ridley Scott movie? <laughs> no, Icarus. No, no, no. Faden. 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 He had it right. Icarus, Space. Icarus flew too close to the sun. Prometheus yeah. flew too close to the pickle. Yes, exactly what it was. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Don't fly too close I, to the pickle. I, I can't believe I'm just remembering this now. It's been uh, several years since I've actually done this with my parents, but my favorite tradition of all of it was kind of like the beginning of Christmas season. And for us, it's the day after Thanksgiving. And so every year, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, we would get up and we would go to a tree farm where we would get onto a horse drawn, literally like, you know, tractor trailer type thing. These two Clydesdales would pull out into the deep woods of these, you know, Christmas trees. And we would get a saw and we would cut one down and we would drag it back. And then at this tree farm, they had this little like inside shop area with like train sets that would go all around and they would give you free hot chocolate and you'd buy an ornament. And it was like this amazing, like whole experience. And then we would go home, put it up, decorate it, listen to uh, Vince Guaraldi's uh, trio, Charlie Brown Christmas, the whole like album and have when i was underage sparkling cider while my parents would have drinks and then we would make nachos that was like every, it was that all those wow. things that's awesome year. yeah i miss the hell out of that it's just been a long time since i've gone home for thanksgiving um that's pretty awesome like, that's yeah. a legitimate that's uh, we very similar my dad's side of the family my dad and and his two sisters and the kids and everything would after i think it was either the day after or the saturday after go to the tree farm and cut it down. And I was, there's something, there's something about cutting a tree down with your dad. That is just like, you will never forget those memories. Dude. It was such a, like, it's so funny to attach that with your dad too. Cause like my mom was there, but me and my dad would always want to get a Douglas fir. That's like the, you know, um, what the fuck? Uh, deciduous tree. What, what, what are like types of trees? The genus. The yeah. Okay. No, sure. There's the there's the the uh, Fraser fir, the spruce. Yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. So we always the wanted Douglas. My, my mom always wanted that, the blue spruce. And every single year, me and my dad would look at each other and go, "No." Uh, and my <laughs> and mom, then he would giggle and run off with the saws to the, the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to the Douglas firs. Yeah, <laughs> we would clink saws. <laughs> Have either of you seen the movie Midsummer? Yes. Oh my God! Yeah. So as you were describing that tradition, my mind went to a dark place where you're like, you were just very visually describing. You're like, we go out to this place, we would get on these Clydesdales. They take us to this deep in the forest. We take our saws and we'd saw the leg off of a sacrifice, you know, to celebrate, you know, the, yeah. the Jesus and Santa. We'd spray his blood around. We'd get naked, dance around a fire, and we we drink his blood, and then we go. We'd ride the train. We drink some hot chocolate, and then we go home. You know, it's like I said this really dark vision of like we have a tradition 
it's, I just wasn't you know. sure if I was allowed to say that on your podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, oh. I gave you, I gave you guys the the happy version of the Pilgrims and the Indians of my story. If you want the real shit, we can talk about it. We can talk about what Christmas. Dark. If you want to get dark, yeah, we man. brought we brought disease to the trees. <laughs> In order to fight the disease, we must sacrifice seven people every year. <laughs> My middle name is Douglas after the many trees I have killed. <laughs> um, my middle name oh. actually is Douglas, but that has nothing to do with it. Um, Matthew Douglas Slayer Lamson. Yes. Uh, my confirmation name is Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a baller move if... Uh, if someone could pick that as a confirmation, I would love to see the kid who does that. Agreed. I'd be into it. Oh my god, uh, dude! There I were have... always there was like there was like one or two kids. Uh, what I was gonna say didn't matter. Please, Justin. No, no, no. I think there's a slight delay, so you go. Okay, cool. This is important. Um, there were always those kids when you go. Did you guys get your confirmation? Were you Catholic? I mean, I don't know I, what I was, any of that yes. means. Oh, okay. Justin, did you go through that? I did, yeah. My confirmation. <laughs> my confirmation. I think I've told this on the podcast before. So my middle name is Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's my uh, dad's first name is my middle name. My parents are divorced, and so to piss my mom off, I chose Michael as St. Michael as my confirmation name. Oh, as, great. As they, so it's Justin Michael, Michael Strandlin. That's fucking great. Um, <laughs> I was a dick. Dude, so, Doug, I guess you didn't grow up, like, Catholic or whatever? I grew up in Missouri, uh, where religion runs rampant, like the rabbits. Uh, oh. But uh, I, I was not terribly religious growing up, no. Surprisingly. No, I mean, same. This was, like, definitely, like, forced upon me. Like, Justin, I'm sure you probably didn't be like, please, I want to get confirmed. Like, oh, confirm. No. You know, <laughs> it's part of. It's part of like growing up in a Catholic school where first, you know, you get baptized when you're a baby, no choice. And then later on, you go through your first Holy Communion, which is when, you know, you say sorry and they give you bread and what the fuck. And then later, <laughs> uh, and then later you have to get confirmed. Uh, and that, I don't fucking get that. That's like, all right, it's just another step. It doesn't make any, it's like, you know, it's seriously like Scientologists, there's like layers, you know, yeah. this is just like level four. Yeah. Uh, and you get to pick a new name that goes after your middle name. And, you know, yeah. a couple of the kids that thought they were super cool picked Blaze because there was St. Blaze and they thought that was like cool. Um, I didn't know there was the St. Blaze. Wait, so Dude, you yeah. have to, do you have to name it after a saint? Yeah. You have to pick it after a saint. Yeah. So that's Michael's probably, uh, that's probably wise. Uh, that you kind of have to choose from a list of names. That's probably a good idea on their part. No, but it, there's, there's like, if I had this knowledge going back in time of like, oh, I should have just, I don't think Google was around when I was like nine. Um, but like, there are some fucking crazy saint names. Like there's a saint named St. Polycarp. Like I totally would have grabbed that. Oh, uh, I did not do my due diligence when I chose Michael. Yeah, I think you still did a good job of doing the, the, the screw you mom, Michael, Michael. That's good. Thanks. For the record, I love my mom. I just at that time thought this is gonna really stay. I'm gonna be a badass. No, oh, for the record, I love your mom too. Thank. You. Wait a second. <laughs> so, <Whoa>. um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a deal with my mom that, uh, <laughs> to your point, Doug, about Doug, not Doug, is that is that okay? 
Okay. Yes, you that's said, okay. You said you had a deal. It was a bad joke. Come on. No, it's good. It's good. Oh, I get it. Because, uh... Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, back to your what you were saying about not, uh... Not want like not pining to get confirmed. Um, opine, there's another tree. Um, nice. Oh, I thought you said opine, like O P I N E, which is a good vocab word. Agreed, that's what I was thinking. All of it. So, uh, we had a deal that I had to go to church with them until I got confirmed, and then it was my choice. And so, I got confirmed and the following Sunday, did not go to church. Nice, nonsense. You're like, like, I'm out. That's that's did, so yeah. yeah. To Matt's point, like no one sits there and goes. Very few. I won't say no one. Very few go. Oh boy, I can't wait till confirmation comes up. Dude, church is so fucking stupid. <laughs> Here's the uh, thing. Like I, I have such weird vibes from church. Like and it, I because I went to, I went to like Catholic school for two years and then. Like, I don't know. It's just like we were very off and on. Like, my mom is relatively religious. My dad is not. My dad's an atheist. Um, so it, we, we, went, we went for some of the big events here and there. But I was at, at some point when we would go, I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, we don't typically do this on a regular basis. Like, this seems like even when I was younger, I'm like, this seems like bullshit that we were going in for Christmas or Easter. I'm like, who cares? But as I got older and it's like, you know, I'd go to weddings. I go to a church and I'm like, I'm getting this feeling that I shouldn't be here. And then when I get that uncomfortable, skin was burning. In those kind of situations, yeah. I start getting extremely sarcastic to sort of diffuse the tension for myself. And I particularly remember one of my friends in college was getting married, and we went to this church. And the ones that are the worst for me are the ones that have like a lot of Jesus graffiti on the walls. You know, stained glass like, windows. Not necessarily stained glass windows, but there's a lot of there's a lot of like graffiti and stuff like <laughs> painted on the walls never- and shit. Never seen a church. With I graffiti. mean, you could probably call them a mural. I call them graffiti. You know, it's like you know, and this and this one particular thing, it's like this very ornately drawn, very specific whatever thing of Jesus like knocking on a door, and I just sat there staring at it. I remember turning to Jill. I go, "What do you think he's saying? Why do you think he's knocking on that door?" And then just jokes start coming out. Oh, I was like, "I'm yeah. like, I bet you, you know what he's doing. He's like going, bitch, where's my money?' You know, like I just start." And then yeah. she was like, Doug, please, you can't do that here. I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. This is making me feel more comfortable because this is all absurd. We have to be in this house, this house, to, for people to get married. And I just start like, I can't, I can't put it all together. It makes me feel, I appreciate the fact that some people get comfort from that. I don't. I get really uncomfortable when I see a dude splayed out on a cross, mostly dead. You know, I just, I, I I can't do it, man. There's too much ceremony and pomp and circumstance for like, I gotta get out of here, man. I can't be here. <laughs> I don't feel right. It's too serious. It's too ridiculous. Oh my God. It's so You crazy. think Jesus was like this? Hi, have you accepted me as your Lord and Savior? <laughs> hey, and man, can wearing... I get a ham sandwich? I'm hungry. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he's at the door wearing nothing except an American Eagle button down around his shit. <laughs> and they're like, dude, nice shirt. Wait. Is that American Eagle? Ugh. He goes, oh, fuck, you're going to hell. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell my dad. Yeah. You're going on the naughty list. Like, what are you, Santa now? <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, there was one more tradition that my family did that I wanted to get in before we end. And uh, it was a pretty violent one, kind of like Festivus. But um, it involved uh, two people. Uh, two of us would go into an arena 
and we would fight to the death, and only one person would come out. And in our family, we called it... Welcome to the Throwdown. What's up? <laughs> we're in the Throwdown now. We're in the Throwdown now. It's like we're in the Endgame now. We're in the Throwdown right. now. Um, is this a part of the, is it, What's happening? <laughs> so... We end the episodes with uh, a throwdown where where we debate two two people fight to the death and only one survives. You might remember it from one of your multiple appearances on our show, Briar. I think I've only been on this show once, right? I think you've been on twice, two Chris and Matt shows. I think you guys promoted. Wow. One was you at guys... my house, and one was at the yeah. bar of Elephant and Castle. Man, you guys freaking love us. All right. Of course we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Matt. Yeah. I'm not Drew, okay? Oh, fuck. I keep forgetting. You are so much nicer. Do you know uh, he popped? I don't know if he's still here, but he popped into the chat on Twitch. And uh, he goes, I can't. I'm just trying to scroll up and see if I can oh, find no. it again. Here yeah. What that jokester say? We're I was excited <laughs> to tune in. <laughs> what that jokester say? I was excited to tune in. Then I saw Matt. My excitement is now rage. <laughs> no, he's so funny. Right? <laughs> <laughs> So awesome. Uh, anyway, okay, so today's throwdown. Doug, are you ready? Well, first of all, I want to make sure we're on the same page. Uh, did you see that someone had requested a throwdown? One of the one of the audience members. So usually we don't do that. Like, do you want to call an audible and just do that today? Well, I kind of do because what we were going to line up didn't happen. Okay. And what they were referring to was kind of on on par with what we were talking about. Fair enough. So I kind of, I don't mind calling an audible if you don't mind calling an audible. I don't mind at all at all. Okay. Uh, I think actually this one would be pretty good because I, I feel like we'll, the three of us will be able to debate this one pretty well. I agree. All right, all right, Douglas, whenever you're ready, here we go. All right, let's do it. Today's throwdown is... The Grinch versus Jack Skellington. So the Grinch... The Green Grinch versus Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas. All right. So let's talk about powers and skills. All right. The Grinch. Occupation. Hermit. Are you, still, you know you're still doing the voice, right? You know, sometimes it's good to have friends <laughs> to tell you. Know. I'm like, if we're doing this, I'm in. I just don't know if you know this. What, are we all doing it? Uh, hey, all right, so here we go. Yeah, it's not fun when you. It's not funny when you do it all the time. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot. I thought I clicked the button. I didn't. So thank you for being my friend. You've done that more can, than once, and I appreciate you. Can you not hear? So you don't hear when the voice goes. Through. I can do that, but it's distracting. I can. I don't typically turn that on because I'm like gotcha. I don't want to. Because I'm always on a delay when I talk. So it's just, I, I can't get my timing right. You'll hear me kind of go, and now the the thing is, it's it's awful. It's not good. Um, all right. So. The Grinch. Occupation. Hermit. Powers and skills. He's got cunning. He's apparently got super strength. I guess he does since he carries all those presents. Manipulation and intelligence. The one known as Jack Skellington is flexible. He has detachability, both emotionally and physically. He has strength. He has speed. He has black magic. And pyrokinesis when in his pumpkin king form. Shit. Jesus. So wait, give me the Grinch again. All right, so the Grinch has cunning, super strength, manipulation, and intelligence. 
Poof. I don't Here's, know. I would go ahead, Matt. Please. I, I, I'm going. I'm going Grinch. All right, lay it on me. Why is it Grinch? I think, I think that Jack has a heart. Uh, the whole time, you know. I think he is a good person the whole time. In a weird way, it's, it's weird to say, but like he never has not experienced love. Uh, whereas the Grinch has a dark place that he can take himself to. And he's also super fucking strong and has this this rage that he can access. Uh, dude, I just feel like I just see Jack as like a raggedy and doll. You know, I feel like the Grinch would just fucking rip him apart. But he does have black magic and pyrokinesis. All right, I think I'm going Team Jack. <laughs> I imagine that if you were in the debate club in high school, this is what it would be like. Oh, no, he's right. Yeah, I'm going to switch sides now. And then they bring up a point over there. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say this much. Like, you know, Jack was able to defeat Oogie Boogie in Nightmare Before Christmas. That guy was... So he's he is known to defeat evil. His alignment is good. Jack Skellington is. His alignment is good. Now, the tricky part is Jack is strong, but he's not super strong. So there's a little bit of strength there and also doesn't say that he's intelligent and cunning. So I feel like the Grinch, if he has the proper preparation, could defeat Jack by manipulating, being laying a trap, finding a way to essentially undo him. Um, and he also has super strength. So that's pretty powerful. We I have seen I'm the Grinch. Grinch. <laughs> Pick a lane, Matt. Pick a lane. Oh, I pick. Yeah, I pick both. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I pick a lane. Yeah, you say your argument, Justin. Then I'll pick a lane. <laughs> uh, we have seen Grinch take a beating because he's fallen off the mountain. He's you know fallen through chimneys. He he gets he gets pretty good and beat up uh, when he's uh, trying to create his contraptions his heist if you will and uh we have also seen him build in his caves some pretty fantastic contraptions so he's got like an it seems as though he's got some engineering background too i think you're right there yeah i mean i I don't know yeah i said it already i'm team grinch so (laughs) but Again, I go nope. back to magic. How, like, I don't care how strong you are. If someone's throwing magic fireballs at you, it's that's tough to that's tough to counteract by just being strong. Yeah, but like, can't the Grinch like throw snowballs really fast? You know, I feel like he would just like melt the fireballs. I don't know. Um, <laughs> wait, so, wait, he would he would melt the fireball. You heard me. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said, Mr. Glom. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no further questions. <laughs> yeah, I do I do say the 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 strong the strong thing for Jack Skeleton here is black magic. That is pretty vague as far as like what can be conjured. I haven't watched A Nightmare Before Christmas in a long time, but to conjure up, you know, some sort of you know, magic is pretty powerful. And while the Grinch is both intelligent 
and uh, you know cunning and super strong, can, does that overtake something like black magic? You know, how big is Jack Skellington? Like, how tall do we have? Question. Stand by. Let me get let me get a stat here. See if I can find it. In my mind, the Grinch is like fucking huge. You know. Ah, I don't know if he's huge. Let's say how tall he is. I know. Jim Carrey's at least six one, right? (laughs) But I just I figured the Grinch was like you know at least like six seven or some shit. Is Jack? You know, not huge, but like you know six seven, six nine. I mean, what do you think when you say huge? Like 10 feet tall? No, like 6'7 is pretty big to me. I, oh, okay. I'm 5'10. No, like, what if some kid grew up thinking the Grinch was like like 30 feet tall? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. The, the Grinch monster. Yeah. Right. The Jolly Green Grinch. <laughs> the Jolly. Uh, Slotty did say, see, he goes, Jack Skeleton uh, isn't in his final form. He has. He has two health bars and a transformation. <laughs> Nerd. Uh, I can't get I can't get official heights on them, but I know Jack is pretty skinny and pretty tall. My guess is that he'd be taller than the Grinch. Really? I would think that he's taller than the Grinch. You know, if if we don't have details about the depth of his powers, like his black magic. There's, I mean, it's really hard to build an argument here. Uh, so with, without knowing about the magic capabilities, I'm Team Grinch. But if there was substantial evidence that Jack, you know, had overwhelming mastery of the dark arts, you know, this, I mean, it just doesn't matter how tall you are, how cunning you are, if you can just fucking, you know, you know, you get it. Then Jack would, yeah. Well, he does yeah. have fire and ice magic. And, Who does? Uh... Jack Skellington, yeah. also dark and musical magic. Musical? What? We didn't yeah. say musical magic. Yeah. Uh, I want to dance. <laughs> uh, although I guess so. Here's some conflicting information, right? Because that because Jack Skellington shows up in a lot of different things. One of which is the Kingdom Hearts uh, video game, which is a mashup of Final Fantasy and, and Disney characters. And in that game, he uses dark magic, whereas. Tim Burton has stated on audio commentary that the Nightmare Before Christmas that Halloween Town does not possess any magic. So are we going off Tim Burton or are we going off of... I feel like we're going off Tim Burton. I feel like we have to go off of Tim Burton, so... If if there's no magic, then... Yeah. The Grinch says, get fucked. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Word. All right, so we're going with the Grinch then, yeah? Yeah. All right. Grinch for the win! Woo! It's the Grinch, son. It's the Grinch, son. I should also state really that the Grinch, the Grinch has cardiomyopathy. You know, his heart's so big. You know, like it's, it's a problem. You know, it's yeah. gonna explode in any minute. Yeah, he'll die. But um, you know, he, he'll win, and then at the last minute, fucking die. Yeah, his heart will explode. Exactly. Matt, thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. This was such a fun conversation. It's so great having you back this here. Was. Thank you, guys. You guys so are great. a blast. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, this is the part of the show where we uh, uh, ask our guests to promote anything they got going on, promote their social medias. If you have any recommendations for a movie, a movie, a TV show, a book, uh, music, video game, whatever you want, the floor is yours. By all means, uh, share yeah. share all your stuff with us. 
Oh man, my main and number one thing is the Chris and Matt show. And it's been tough to create and perform, but uh, you know, take a take a look on YouTube, just search Chris and Matt show, or on Facebook, uh, just Chris and Matt. That's Chris Ampersand Matt. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Chris and Matt Official. Let me just make sure how that's spelled. Chris and Matt. Oh wait, I think it's just CNM show. Let's see, I don't know why it's not coming up. SNM show. Yeah, yeah. It's a well, one. you know, a lot of crossover, but <laughs> I think it's. Let's see if I can find it. I cannot find my comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> you talking on Instagram? <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, right, can you, uh, it's it's, it's yeah. Chris and Matt official. Chris and Matt official, all spelled out. Dude, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, follow that. Uh, we haven't posted anything since fucking like September. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, tough, it's tough right now for a pimp and his pal. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm also, you know, I think the two of us are just trying to post funny content on our own as much as we can too, just to keep things flowing. So yeah. follow me on it. If you follow me on Instagram, that'd be awesome. It's uh Matthew dot Lamson. So Matthew's normal M A T T H E W period. And then Lamson, which is my last name, L A M as in Matt S O N as in Nick. Uh, so Matthew dot Lamson. And uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, other than that, you know, just do whatever the hell you want. Right on, man. Right on. <laughs> Justin, what do you got to yes. recommend this week? Uh, I'm going to recommend, first and foremost, The Quarantine Files, episode eight, starring Mr. Matt Lamson. M-A-T-T-H-E-W, period, L-A-M-S-O-N, is coming out this Friday. That is the 27th, the day after Thanksgiving. So you're all full. You're stuffed from Thanksgiving after you've eaten at home just by yourself, not going out. And you're like, oh, what can I do today? Check out The Quarantine Files, the season slash series finale. It's going to be a good one. And then also um, on HBO Max, uh, the French Prince of Bel-Air reunion show. If you were a fan of that show, it will give you all the smiles and the feels. So check that out. It was really cool. And they fought, they brought together the two Aunt Vivs. Because season three, they they swapped out, or end of season three, mid, mid show, they swapped out... Um, Aunt Viv's and there was a lot of bad blood between the first Aunt Viv and Will, and uh, they they bear they 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 find healing in this, and it was really cool. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm yes. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Doug, what do you got? Oh. Uh, I recommend a game that I purchased. Actually, that was recommended to me by one of our listeners at Noah Reno. Uh, it's called Guild of Dungeoneering. I don't typically like card building games or deck building games because I feel like it's just too random for me. But this game's really cool uh, in that you build your guild with different buildings and things and you get different types of adventurers and then you send them on adventures and based on the equipment that they find, it adds to your deck different abilities. It's really fun. It's actually got a really cool art style. It's got some pretty cool music. And I think it's only 15 bucks on Steam. So... I recommend it. It's really cool. Go check it out. It's I find it oddly soothing. And also, there's an expectation that your your dungeoneers they're gonna die. 
uh, but you can get new ones. So when they die, this guy who's like pretending to be a bard will sing a little song about, he does like four lines and they rhyme and it's actually really entertaining. So Guild of Dungeoneering, check it out on Steam. Highly recommend it. Oh, with that being said, gang, don't forget to follow us on our social medias, uh, all of them, at MindGapPodcast. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. We post full episodes there as well as highlights. And if you aren't already, come on over to twitch.tv slash MindGapPodcast. Drop us a like. Hang out with us. We live stream all of our podcast episodes as well as our Saturday night shows. Every Saturday, 8 p.m. Central Time, we live record our podcasts tuesdays 8 p.m central time come hang out with us join our discord be part of the community we'd love to hang out with you and also don't forget to follow justin on the internet as well on instagram and twitter it's at justin underscore michael spelled m-i-k-e-l it's the fun way of spelling it and while you're in the online realm check us out on spotify and on apple Podcasts, google podcast stitcher all the places where you can find and consume the podcast um like us, share us around, subscribe to us, rate, review, all those things. The big one is sharing. Just copy the link, post it out to your social uh, social universe, and tell people that you think uh, that we're worth the listen because it goes a long, long, long way. I don't think you understand how much a direct recommendation from you goes, so please share us around. Um, just like the clap, share us around. And then oh, TwoEastEighth.com yeah. <laughs> slash MindGap, uh, and then uh, keep an eye on all TwoEastEighth's stuff because we're inching ever, ever closer to finishing up uh, Sid uh, Penrose. And then we've got the Quarantine Files last episode coming out. And then Life and Debt should be coming out after that. So trying to trying to stay busy and release some good shit. Nice. Uh, Matt, I just want to say thanks again, man. This was a real pleasure. You, You're always welcome back. Thank you, guys. This is so much fun. You guys rock. Oh, thanks so much. And I want to say uh, to uh, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you, my friend. Twitch, thank you. And listeners, as always, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.